My name is Chelsea Tanner, and I'm a flutist and a mindset coach, and on this podcast, we talk about the human side of being a musician. Not so much the music side, because you learn that in music school. (laughs) And today, I wanted to offer some concepts from a blog post that I wrote in September of 2020 that actually got shared quite a lot. It has over 3,000 views, which for a blog post, that's pretty awesome. Um, And it's called 10 Things I Wish I'd Known Before Going to Music School. So if you're going to music school, if you're going back to music school, if you're going to music school next year, um, these are some things that I really wish I had known. And I just wanted to read the blog and add to it because, um, of course, I, I have so many more opinions now even just um three years later wow I can't believe 2020 was three years ago but that's okay we're good (laughs) we're moving on so without further ado music school is a unique experience managing a jam-packed schedule juggling multiple instruments singing in front of an entire class and taking private lessons for a grade can be overwhelming to say the least If that weren't enough, you have to go to Bio 101 and college writing and learn the art of the bibliography. After syllabus week is over and the assignments start rolling in, you may be overwhelmed because of what seems like the 100 aforementioned classes and the newness of it all. The quirks of music school are truly one only to experience and not to describe, but After 10 years in music school, I thought I'd offer a bit of perspective for the newbies. Number one, learn how you learn. This may seem like an obvious one, but I truly believe that I didn't know how to learn until I got to grad school. For example, you may do well reading a textbook before you go to class or just after the class or the next day. You might want to keep track of what you tried and what works best for you. But seriously, when you're studying, put the phone on do not disturb. It's not off, but it doesn't alert you when someone's trying to summon you to get coffee for the third time that day. If you miss this opportunity to get coffee, I promise there will be others. (laughs) And just a little pro tip, when you're reading a chapter in music history, let's be honest, it's dense. And it can be hard to know what the most important information is. Go to the end of the chapter first, read the summary and the questions or like the mini quiz that's offered before going back and reading the full chapter. You know what to look for then. And distilling information and learning what the most important key takeaways are is one of the most valuable skills you can learn as a student. This is something I really struggled with. I didn't know how to study. And I didn't know that it was okay for it to take longer for me. I know that sounds silly, but I always thought, okay, well, I guess I'm only this smart if I just study the same amount as everyone else. Get curious, really dive into things, trick yourself into thinking it's interesting. I'm not even kidding. Like become a nerd about it and you'll have a much better time. And learn how to practice, learn how you practice. Practicing is a skill just like playing your instrument is a skill. But these skills are different and should be practiced as such. If you practice habits that aren't serving you, 
change them, try something new. What have you got to lose? Try new methods, reflect on what worked and what didn't. Be a detective in this way. You'll never know until you try, and it's not a bad thing if something doesn't work for you. I've tried so many practice methods, and a lot of them didn't work for me, but I'm really glad that I've tried them. And really important here, take responsibility for figuring out how you practice best because it, it is your responsibility at the end of the day. Your teacher's not on stage with you, right? You are the one representing yourself. Nobody is you and no one will know how you study or practice best except you. Number two, mistakes are not bad. I put this one in all caps on the blog and I said, did you notice I put that one in all caps? <laughs> they happen to everyone. Nobody can escape them, whether it be in the practice room, going to the wrong class, missing an assignment by accident, or a miscommunication with a teacher, mistakes will happen. And when it does, simply say to yourself, oh, this is the mistake. I did it. I hear everyone makes them in college. It's basically a rite of passage, otherwise you have no good stories when you reminisce about your college years as you turn 30. Mistakes are essential to learning. The more you have to consider a problem or a mistake that's occurred, the more you learn. I'm not just saying that. This has been tested. It's been studied. If you make mistakes, you learn. If you think you sound perfect in your practice room all the time, then you're not aware of your deficiencies and then you aren't able to get better. And when you have to play well to secure employment, ignorance is not bliss. It could literally cost you a job. I want to add something here as my 2023 self because I don't like the term mistakes. You're going to do something you don't intend to. And that's how I like to go about thinking about mistakes. Oh, I did something I didn't intend to. You didn't intend to miscommunicate. You didn't intend to miss assignments, right? It's okay. It happens. Give yourself some grace. All right, number three, just go to class. That one is in all caps too, yes, but seriously, just go. Showing up will always make you feel more at ease. It will show your teacher that you're interested enough to go to class and maybe even participate. I would also advise being 15 minutes early to any rehearsal and five minutes early to any class. This will ensure that you know what's happening and will allow you to focus on the next task. Music majors sometimes have five classes in a day and changing from one subject to another can be hard in terms of focus. Take a moment between classes to release tension and set intention. This is from Brendan Burchard's High Performance Habits, and I think it's particularly useful in the hectic lives of music students. So take a moment, breathe, release the tension in your body, and set an intention about the next hour or two you're going to be experiencing, whether it's in a class, practicing, or a rehearsal. Okay, that's actually a really good advice. Like, I'm pretty glad that I read that again <laughs> in 2023. This is 2023 Chelsea talking. All right, number four, get curious, ask questions. 
I'm going to let you in on a little behind the scenes secret about professors. They love when people ask them questions about the material they're presenting. I always love questions because I love talking about what I'm teaching, and likely your professor does too. If something's confusing, the teacher wants nothing more than to help you understand. It's literally their job. Whenever I approach teaching, I want my students to think that what I'm talking about is cool, and as cool as I think it is. <laughs> so when someone's engaged, interested, or wants a deeper understanding, it's just about my favorite moment ever. So if you need help understanding something, ask. Use your office hours. Usually professors aren't annoyed by them. They'll probably just get frustrated that you didn't go sooner, <laughs> to be honest. And as someone who always tried to figure everything out myself, I know I could have done a lot better and probably enjoyed my classes so much more if I had thought of questions and just gone and asked for help, especially when I was an undergrad. There's so many things I didn't understand and just left them that way. And my grades did suffer for it. And I kind of wish that I had had this other view that it didn't mean anything about me that I was going to ask for help. It actually means that you're smart if you go ask for help. Just so remember that. <laughs> Number five, check in with yourself. This is a big one. Self-reflection is crucial. Start from your own opinions about topics being discussed in studio class, music history, music theory, etc. If you go into your lessons week after week just hoping that what you did is what your professor wanted you to do and nothing more, it will be so draining. Here are some questions I like to ask myself to develop opinions and develop my playing in the practice room. Did I love how I sounded in this passage? Why? What specifically could I change and how will I change it? Whose sound do I love? How can I imitate that sound? What did I change physically to accomplish this? What's interesting about this subject? Why is it important that I know this? And if you don't know why it's important that you're learning something, it's really hard to learn it or to convince yourself that it's worth learning. And these are just a couple of productive questions to ask if you're not getting curious Asking yourself questions is going to be crucial or else it'll be a really long four years. <laughs> Number six, own your education. Real talk, you are not at the mercy of your instruction. Go figure stuff out. If you're a performance major, this specifically applies to you. I've had so many students in the past ask me if it was okay to start learning a piece um, if it's okay to do a competition. I think that, yeah, just do it. That's my philosophy. If you've fallen in love with the piece, order the music and start getting curious about it because just because someone didn't teach you something doesn't mean you shouldn't try to learn it on your own. Now, that being said, I think you should always check in with your teacher when you're doing competitions or auditions. This is because I've known people whose teachers don't have my opinion. And if their students do more than what they say, they don't take it very well. So that's 
what I want to add to this blog post in 2023 because I I think that though you should be proactive in your education always just be checking in making sure that you and your teacher are on the same page and as my former teacher would say participate in your own education I think this is what she meant. Try to discover things yourself. If you aren't assigned something but want to learn it, do it. And it's just as long as it doesn't take away from the work you've been assigned. In the U.S., we have an education system that teaches us everything. We are required to do little to nothing outside of what's taught in the classroom. We aren't encouraged to read more or get curious about subjects or even have our own opinions about them. We get assignments, we do the assignments. This is where music school is different. Just completing a music degree isn't enough because music isn't about checking boxes, it's about creating. The more curious you are, the easier this road will be. At the end of the day, you are the one on stage, not your teachers. Take ownership of that. If you try something and it's not working, don't give up and say, well, I'll just ask about this in my lesson in four days. Try to figure it out yourself. If you don't, you're missing out on an opportunity to teach yourself and learn even faster. Learning does not have to be transferred from one person to another. You can and should learn from yourself. And honestly, you should try to learn from yourself actively in every practice session. If that's your goal, you'll increase your productivity so much it may make your head spin. Number seven. You may have to study or practice more than other people, and that doesn't mean anything about you. I want to shout this one from the rooftops. Maybe it was just the culture of my high school, but it seemed to me that it was considered cool, quote unquote, to not study much and get good grades. I had a lot of smart friends, and I didn't think I was smart because our study times were not the same. So my solution was to get worse grades because I didn't want people to think I had to try really hard. This was simply because I couldn't learn the material with a quick read-through of the chapter. I had to be more engaged. If I didn't buy into how interesting it was, it was very hard for me to absorb the material, let alone reproduce it during a test. I've also had moments where I was amazed by how quickly someone could learn something, like in studio class. And I began to feel bad about how slowly I learned, and especially memorize certain things. This led to a lot of negative self-talk, and thinking I was just not as smart as other people. This one is big for me. I wish I could go back and tell little baby freshman Chelsea that it doesn't matter how long you have to study, it doesn't mean anything about you. I didn't think it was fair that I needed more time to absorb the material, so I just got worse grades instead. This is truly a disservice to me in the end. The number of hours you study is not a reflection of your intelligence. Having your own back and really knowing the material so you can empower yourself when the test comes around is a pretty good sign of intelligence if you ask me. Number eight, treat your practice time as if it were a large ensemble rehearsal. Think of all the ways you show up for a large ensemble rehearsal. You're 15 to 20 minutes early, you're already warmed up, you don't have your phone on your stand, that one's written in all caps, you're engaged and attentive, and you don't skip rehearsal 
to go get lunch. What if you treated your practice time this way? What if you had the same amount of respect for your practice time that you did for large ensemble rehearsals? Would you get more done? Treating your own time as you would treat other people's time is something that's hard to learn, but ultimately will build such integrity with yourself. If you make an appointment with yourself to practice, treat it as if it's a rehearsal. If someone says, let's go grab coffee, you'd respond, oh, I have a practice session right now, maybe later. Just like if you had a big rehearsal you had to go to. So this seems extreme, but doing what you say you're going to do and when you say you're going to do it is something that will serve you literally forever. So try it out. What did you, what do you have to lose? Number nine, enjoy yourself. Music school is a balance. It can be such a social environment, but it's hard to juggle a full class schedule practicing for four hours a day and a social life. Something's got to give at any moment. If you're okay with focusing more on being social and practicing, know that your classes may suffer. I know that I had so much fun in music school and some of my closest friends are still from my first four years. Building relationships is a huge part of the experience. So participate in things and get excited to meet new people because they're probably going to be in your life for quite a while. Also, one thing I want to mention now that I'm reflecting on this more is that I did an Instagram poll uh, kind of recently, a couple months ago, and I asked, what was your favorite part of music school? And so many people said the people, said their friends. And I think that that's so important. So, so, so important because it is a difficult road and you want to be around people that align with you and that you really like being around. So this is actually a super important one. Number 10, treat all situations with compassion. This can be for yourself in the practice room, a person in rehearsal who you find quite annoying, or even when you're frustrated in class. Having compassion for people will go a long way. If you have a conflict with someone and you think they should be acting differently, get curious. Genuinely think, I wonder what they're thinking and feeling that's leading them to act this way. If you put yourself in their shoes, compassion will follow. Being a good colleague from the very beginning of your time in music school is essential. Your music career begins as soon as you start school. Your colleagues will remember you 10, 20, 30 years down the road and hopefully in the best way. The music world is very small. I repeat, the music world is very small. <laughs> so if you develop a reputation for showing up on time, always being prepared, and having a good attitude, this will be remembered by your professors and by your peers. If you show up late, act in an unprofessional way, gossip, or complain, people will also notice. This is not a cute look. If this is your reputation, you will not be the first person on people's lists when they hire for a gig. Think about building your reputation one well-prepared rehearsal, lesson, and class at a time. Every day matters. Best of luck to all of you going back to school this year. Now, just a couple things I want to add to this because, like I said, it's been a few years since I wrote it. 
but I think it's really important that you know as well if I may make a number 11 that your ears will change really quickly and what that means is you're going to be able to hear easier and easier all the deficiencies that you have in your playing because you'll go to concerts you'll hear people play in studio class you'll hear really amazing musicians more frequently than you ever have before and what this does is it develops your ears and that's amazing because that's the only way you're going to improve is if you hear things that you want to change in your playing however it can be really easy to fall into negative self-talk at that time right so making sure that you're compassionate with yourself you're accepting where you are every day like this is where I am today let's go from here every practice session right so you're not going to be feeling amazing all the time and but what happens eventually is your progress catches up with your ears and then your ears get more specific and develop more again and then your progress matches that and then it keeps going that's why every few months you feel like you're terrible even though you have not gotten worse (laughs) I promise and then um and then you'll catch up right and then there are different times of the year where you feel like you sound awesome know that your perception of your playing is always going to be skewed based on your experiences And your teacher can hear your progress regardless of whether you think you're good in that moment or not, right? They have a much broader awareness um, of, of that than I think you do. So what I think is important to remember is your ears are, your ears are going to change and that's good, but it might feel bad just for a minute. So don't beat yourself up over it. Just know that that's part of the process. And I think that's all for now. Maybe I'll revisit this in a couple years again and add to it even more. But I hope you enjoyed this um, revisit of my, my blog post, 10 Things I Wish I'd Known Before Going to Music School. I hope you have a wonderful week. Music school is hard, and post-music school can be even harder. I know it. And that's why I'm a coach. I help people through the difficult times whether it's changing your relationship with your instrument so you actually like to play it again, or it's getting a better handle on performance anxiety. Maybe it's changing your relationship with yourself. I give you the tools to work on all of those things in my 30-day program. It's really astounding what can be changed within 30 days and the tools you can use literally for the rest of your life. So if you're interested, There's a link in the show notes to sign up for a preliminary call. We chat. It's 45 minutes on Zoom. And I'd absolutely love to meet you. And I I hope to see you there.